Hello, and welcome to another edition of Ask the Professor, a crowd-funded, crowd-driven feature where I answer your questions and comments on everything from political philosophy to culture to economics to history. All the things that matter to us in our life together as citizens. And today's question comes from AJ, and he says, if we allow judges effectively to make law, what is the check on the judges? And that's a great question. I've talked about this before, but it's so important that I'm very happy to talk about it again. As a practical matter at the moment, the answer is practically nothing. But that's a terrible answer. We simply cannot rely on any group of human beings to be infallible, intellectually or morally. As James Madison wisely wrote in the Federalist Papers, we must allow ambition to check ambition. We need to create a system of government in which there is a tension between the various branches and the various functions in such a way that in moments of crisis, it is the interest of the public that is decisive. Now, all governments, whether formally divided into branches or not, must perform three functions. They have to make rules, they have to carry out those rules, and they have to settle disputes about the rules. And thus you get your legislative, executive, and judicial branches, which we have as well as the Americans. Now, for a long time in the Anglo-American world, this is coming out of Magna Carta, and the American founding fathers, as I've repeatedly said, were not trying to break with their British heritage. They were trying to preserve a way of government that they thought was breaking down in Britain. Judges were not hugely important. They were important, of course. I don't just mean, you know, of course, judges are important if you've been tried for, you know, burglary or murder or something. But in terms of the ability to strike down statutes, uh, judges in Britain, they didn't have quite the same status that judges in the United States had once the Constitution was made, or more to the point, after Marbury versus Madison in 1803 firmly asserted that, yes, the judiciary could strike down laws as unconstitutional. There are other arrangements. There was once a French Constitution where the branches were so separated that it was regarded as entrenching as trenching on the legislative prerogative if the judges called laws unconstitutional. But if that's the case, what's the point of having a Constitution? It, it has no teeth. Uh, but for many, many years in Britain, it was expressly enacted that any law that conflicted with Magna Carta was null and void. And who's going to decide if it conflicts? The judges. Also, the role of Parliament and the King in Parliament was seen as essentially to extend the common law if there were gaps, to rein in the common law if it seemed to have gone too far, and to restate state the common law if people seemed confused about what it said. So again, there was this extra legislative authority. The real source of rules in Britain was we the people. And it was up to judges to determine whether this law that emanated from the people was being upheld. So the, there is quite a strong role for the judiciary. Well, what is the check on all these people? It takes a long time to work. So what's, what's the check on the king? What's the check on the executive? Well, in the case of Charles I, it was civil war and execution, which people eventually came to see was a little bit drastic. And so they developed the maxim that the crown can do no wrong, which didn't mean anything the king does is fine, as it might have in, say, France. It meant that the king literally could not give an illegal order. If the king told you to do something that was illegal and you did it, you were on the hook entirely for what you'd done. And since you're not the king, yeah, you could be punished very, very severely. Um, drawing and quartering eventually went out, but there's still there's a lot of things that the system can do to you. 
So members of the executive branch were held accountable uh, by judges for whether or not they followed the law. Members of the legislature, who had to be given a good deal of protection against executive bullying, they can be voted out, if nothing else. So there's a check there. A subsequent legislature in the British system can repeal anything that a legislature did. So there's a check there on legislative power. But what about the judges? Well, judges could be impeached. The legislature could. It was a drastic procedure. It didn't happen very much. But the legislature could remove judges. And I think this is a very important power. And it's one that I argue in my documentary, True, Strong, and Free, Fixing Canada's Constitution, ought to be revived. As the judiciary gains in importance, and as judges start to regard themselves as priests or demigods, and we hear some very arrogant pronouncements from our judges in theory about their position, as well as some remarkable invention of law, treating the actual text of the Constitution as not even a stepping off point for their rulings. As we see this kind of arrogance, as we see that, as Lord Acton said, power corrupts, we need to revive the ability of the legislature to impeach judges. It shouldn't be used lightly, it shouldn't be easy, but it needs to come back. If you're enjoying Ask the Professor, and you'd like to submit a question or comment, here's the URL to do it. If you want to help sustain this and my other work, and you're not already a backer, click here, become a one-time or monthly sponsor. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.